1: About the culture and so forth and why it's important for areas like Grand Isle and Lafitte to still be around and flourish and be populated. But first, we begin with Alex Coker, an associate professor of coastal geology at the Louisiana University's Marine Consortium, to talk about what is it going to take to sustain Grand Isle. Good morning, sir. How are you doing?
0: Uh, I'm doing well. It's great to be here. Nice to
1: talk to you, Alex. Tell me... um, I guess how, before we can talk about the future, can you compare and contrast Grand Isle, say, 50 years ago, which was not, you know, relatively speaking, geologically at least that long ago?
0: Yeah, you know, Grand Isle, like a lot of our coast, is is sinking and it's vulnerable to to storms and, and rising waters. Um, like a lot of our coast. so Grand Isle, it's probably over the last, say, 75 years, it's probably sunk on on average, or water levels have risen on average about a half an inch a year over the last 75 or so years, and that puts this area at risk. And, of course, like a lot of places around the coast, we're seeing an increasing number of storms, and Grand Isle is, you know, on the leading edge of that, no exception. Um, Of course, Ida came ashore right, you know, just around Port Fouchon, just a teeny bit to the west of Grand Isle. So it is, um, like a lot of places on our coast, it's it's sinking, it's exposed to rising waters from global sea level rise, and it's exposed to, to intense storms, and, and that makes it a, a challenging place to live.
1: So as it sinks, and I'm trying to, to draw a line between that and, and erosion— um if it sinks i guess it's similar to erosion because it's underwater but yet does that enhance the erosion of the area that still remains above water yeah, i hope that's hey, not a great, dumb question
0: I, I love i love a great geology question okay so yeah so you know sinking doesn't technically mean erosion erosion as a geologist is the the actual removal of sediment mm-hmm. and so sinking doesn't actually remove that sediment it's not necessarily erosion but you're right when the when the land sinks it's lower in the tidal frame. It's more vulnerable to waves, and those waves can um, can cause erosion. And so, yes, as this as this island sinks, it becomes more vulnerable. There can, there's more wave action, and there can be more erosion. And of course, we've seen a lot of erosion, not just on Grand Isle, but on a lot of the other barrier islands uh, on the southern part of our coast: Timbalier Island, Trinity Isle, uh, some of the other ones in um, in Grand or other islands in in Baratari and Terrebonne Bay. So as it sinks, it it becomes more vulnerable to wave action, and, yeah, that that wave action can cause erosion.
1: If there were to be no human interaction at all, and, you know, I mean, I guess there have been some attempts, and if you bear with me, Professor, I'll get there. Um, If you were to look at satellite images from 50 years ago, I don't know if they existed or not, and today, what differences would we see in terms of the size of the island, the shape, and if no preventative measures, and I'm going all the way back to um, Andy, the last name escapes me right now. Mayor Grand Isle. somebody will text. Uh, yeah. me. Carmen. Car- no, um, uh, Car- um, from oh, Oswego. Um, yeah, uh, I knew his anyway, take- brother well, but I can't come up with the last name. But anyway, with with what he was talking about from a long time ago in Rock Jetties, et cetera, if we had if we had not done any of that. Where would the island be today?
0: Yeah, you know, you might look at some of the islands over on the on the Terrebonne Bay side. Particularly, there there have been some restoration projects on Terrebonne Bay, but but before those restoration projects, those islands they we saw a lot of what we call as geologists an overwash. Um, you would see channels where the stone where like a, a wave had cut through. You'd cut you'd cut a big channel through, and then you'd get a big fan of depo- fan, fan of material on the other side. If you look at some of the islands in, in Terrebonne Bay, they, would, they were shrinking in size, and you'd often, when you'd have a big storm, it would basically cut like a little gully through the, uh, through the, through the channel uh, or through the island, and you'd get a, a fan on the other side, and then you'd have a, you know kind of like a tidal creek through there. Um, in fact, some of these islands over the last, let's say, century, 100, 150 years, when we started to have good, good maps, at least the, the inlets in Grand Isle have expanded, um, so the size of the islands are, is shrinking and the size of the inlets is growing, at least without direct human impact or, and, or human restoration.
1: Andy Valance was the name we were searching for, um, who, who was talking about restoration in Grand Isle a long time ago, decades and decades ago. Um, so what, what how do you how do you make sure that Grand Isle is going to be there? What can yeah, we do? I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, I don't think we can do anything that's 100%. Um, But there are, you know, things that people can do to prevent erosion. So there are, you can put out uh, jetties and and groins, basically rocks in in front of it that, you know, prevent erosion. Now, that leads to another set of problems because the rocks are not the best habitat and the waves just crash along the rocks. So that, that leads to some challenges. Uh, you know, a common thing that people do is they pump sand on, on shore, and they've done this in a number of occasions on, on the Barrier Islands, particularly the Terrebonne Islands. That we're just a big restoration project um, on, along the southern Terrebonne Islands in which we, uh, they pumped a whole bunch of sand on shore to, to restore the islands. So that's uh, probably the, one of the better things you can do. There are some levees and other construction features that you can put on, on Grand Isle. And then, you know, we do have to think about the big picture. Our storms are becoming more frequent in part because of climate change and, and doing something about global climate change is is going to reduce some of that big picture stress that we have on Grand Island across the coast.
1: I hadn't been in Grand Island a long, long time until uh, October after Ida and I went and just taking Highway 1 and seeing how much land that was there since I had been there before that wasn't there anymore it really was shocking to me and I just wonder when you look at all of the expenditures two hundred thirty two thousand dollars a person etc and I understand the cultural argument is there a way I guess is it just a matter of time until nature washes it away or do we wind up with some type of Venice situation not Louisiana but Italy
0: yeah I mean that is that's very much at the end of the day that start getting into to a human question you know a lot of the Louisiana barrier islands are are deteriorating in a natural system. If there were no, there was no human involvement here, these barrier islands would grow and then they'd sink and then they'd, um, and then they'd grow somewhere else. So you know, there is actually like barrier islands from five thousand years ago that are are, are under the seafloor and actually they're they're pulling sediment. One of the some of the big restoration projects are actually pulling sediment from barrier islands that sunk thousands of years ago. So the islands would, and if humans you know, either didn't, you know, either restore them or force them to decay would over time they would sink and, and go away. So um, and then rebuild somewhere else. So that is part of the natural cycle. But of course, you know, we we want to live here. Um, these systems in order, we are we do have in the state uh, some large-scale scale barrier island restoration programs. There was, like I said, some some big ones in uh, in Terrebonne Bay and actually also in Grand Isle and, and not too far away from Grand Isle and some of the other uh, southern barrier islands in Barataria Bay. So there have been large restoration projects. And people do say, you know, well, maybe we just need to pump a bunch of sand on shore every 10, 20 years uh, in order to, to keep those islands where they are. That's People do talk about programmatically, you know, managing those barrier islands and restoring them every 10 to 20 years, you know, and hey, I buy a new car every 10 years, why not get new sand every 10 years?
1: There's no way, tell you what, let me take a break, you can answer when we come back as to whether or not Grand Isle could ever wind up being like Venice, Italy, where The structures are raised, and and it's more than just structures. If you've been to Venice, Italy, you know that you can walk around and so forth. But I'd just like to know um, if that could be potentially the future for Grand Isle. If you all have any questions or comments, 504-260-1870. Somebody texted in and said, uh, are there any studies that show that storms are increasing and getting worse? We'll talk to Alex about that when we come back. And about sea level rise, I, I go by the Department of Defense, and I, I don't think there's any doubt that the sea level is rising. And as Alex told you just now, that Louisiana is sinking, and that those are not two good things to happen. Nine eighteen, back in a flash, WWL. Nine twenty-three. Now we're talking about the sustainability, viability, affordability of Grand Isle. We're going to talk to Ricky Temple, Jefferson Parish Council member, about the. Oh, I guess about the substations that are going, a substation that's going up and and the the cultural aspects of that. But we're talking about the geographical aspects first with Alex Coker, an associate professor of coastal geology at Louisiana University's Marine Consortium. So somebody texted in, and I always get this, whenever you talk about sea level rise or subsidence or even uh, storms being more powerful, people doubt that that's happening. And your thoughts on that, Alex, as a geologist and—
0: yeah, it's, it's definitely happening. I'll, uh, I'll tweet you an image. I just pulled up some data from the National Oceanographic and Atmospheric Administration the other day looking at hurricanes over the, the, the last five years and the previous 10 years. I'll show you. I'll tweet it on the web at you. There's a map of hurricanes uh, across, the, uh, across Louisiana. You can see the last five years, more hurricanes across Louisiana. And, you know, it's consistent with what we know about, about how our planet works. Uh, hurricanes drive their energy from warm ocean waters. And as the ocean gets warmer, there's more energy to uh, to fuel hurricanes. So we're seeing an, an increase in in hurricanes across the Atlantic basin. and 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 particularly here in Louisiana, where we're on the front lines of that, we're we're seeing that. We're also seeing, you know across the country an increase in the number of billion dollar disasters across the country. So you know, I think that maybe there was one point, you know, years back when people could look at the data and say there were a lot of fluctuations in it. But if you look at the last, you know, 10, 20 years of data, you're it's uh, you're you're now seeing it's the the data's the data's there. It's we're seeing an increase in hurricanes. We're seeing an increase in ocean temperatures. We're seeing an increase in the in you know the temperature of the air. We're we're seeing an increase in billion-dollar disasters and all. I'll tweet a couple of those image at, images at you, and you, you can send them along to your uh, to your
1: listeners. If you would, and you can follow me at WWL on Twitter. So, and somebody, you know, I'm not going to entertain a lot of these questions because some people still think, or, or at least have begun to believe, that the Earth is flat, and and I I can't I don't think we have any time to talk about that. I can't I can't do it. I can't do it, Alex. I just can't. Um, so, what about um, the future of Grand Isle? Is there any way? some of it could be there, some of it couldn't, where it would almost be like a Venice, Italy?
0: You know, I mean, that's a great question. In a way, it already is a little bit like a Venice, Italy. Just from a geologist's perspective, Venice was built on a bunch of islands uh, in in the Venice Lagoon so Venice was Italy was built on a bunch of islands Venice Italy is sinking uh, Venice Italy has flood issues just like just like Grand Isle does so in a way it, it, it's not unlike a Venice Italy um, in that it was built on a, on a bunch of coastal islands Um you know, would this be a place where people, where it is just a small, you know, a smaller refuge? I think that that's a, certainly one one question that we have. You know, to some extent, there's a there's a geologist question: what's happening with the with the planet? What's happening with our temperatures? What's happening with our storms? There's also a very human question of what: how do we live in this landscape that is that is you know changing and dangerous? And you know, people Louisiana people live here you know, for centuries before, you know, cars and everything else when this landscape was was dangerous, right? They moved people, the Cajuns moved here, you know, in 1800 when the hurricanes in 1800, and they, they went through that. So, of course, indigenous people here, you know, centuries before that, and they lived through storms and floods and the like. So there is a question of how do we live in a landscape that's dangerous? There's a geology side to it. And, I can tell you about the risks and the, what's happening with winds and and waves and ocean levels. And then there's a question of well, how do you live in a if you want to live in a landscape that you care about that you that's dangerous. That, that's a very that, you know or at least that has some level of danger. That's a very human question. Um, if people want to make Grand Isle a, a little you know outpost, that's you know not an impossible thing to do.
1: But. The difference is, I guess, with Venice, they don't have a lot of hurricanes going up the Adriatic Sea, right?
0: They don't. They don't have hurricanes, but they do get. You know, they do get flooding. They get aqua altas. They get. Um, basically, you can get a winter storm in in the Mediterranean, and that can raise that can raise water levels sometimes by by a foot or two. And, 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 and you know, you can get. I've seen pictures of a foot or two of water in in, in Saint, Mark Saint Mark's Square. Square yeah. Yeah, so you do get storms in Venice. Yeah, you don't get the, you know, 100-plus-mile-an-hour winds that we had in Ida, but you do get storms that, that raise water levels. So, um, you know, they, yeah, we have more intense storms, but they're not totally immune from them.
1: Mm-hmm. I guess I'm thinking long-term, and, and, you know, I'm just imagining stuff here, Alex, but where it would become a tourist attraction, a la Venice, Italy, and I know there's a lot of difference between the two, but... Um, but then you would have the wind consideration of every hurricane season that Venice does not have correct
0: that that is true that is true you do have the, you have the intense winds that is a, certainly a greater risk you know people do talk about you know improved building codes and and that can you know improved building codes improved building construction can can lower your risk but but nothing's going to put your risk to zero
1: so who wins ultimately in the future? Is it and how expensive is it going to be to win and keep Grand Isle there and viable as a place to live?
0: I mean, you know, that's, that's very much of a, you know, there's an, there's a cost estimate and, you know, you look at the the state's master plan and, you know, in the, in, in the Grand Isle area, you're, you're talking, if you do the things that are in the master plan, you do, you know, reduce storm surges on average by, by a couple of feet. You reduce damage, expected annual damages on average by a few tens of millions of dollars a year over over time. So there are things that you can do to reduce your risk and reduce your damage. Um, you know, who, who wins, I, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I think that that is, you know, that's, that's, that's the future. And it, again, it depends on some very human questions. I think it's like this grand Isle, like a lot of parts of our coast become more challenging to live in, but what those ultimate decisions are that we make about whether to stay, whether to, whether to go, those are very human questions that, um, that maybe, you know, that, in some level, like psychologists answer, in some levels, you know, civic leaders answer, we can talk as a scientist about what the water levels are going to be and and, and how often a storm is going to come. And there's, there's likely numbers on that. Um, You know, we're looking at on average four to 10 foot storm surges over the next, you know, 50 years when we have a, you know, a kind of storm that has a 1% chance of happening in any given year. I can tell you that what people are going to do or should do that's, that's a much more human question
1: let me ask you this if i were to just give you magical powers and you could do whatever you needed to do um with construction with the money was not an object is there a way you could make Grand Isle impervious to storms, and and uh, it's still going to sink, I guess, but an erosion and so forth would it be a a yeah. rock levee around, uh, not levee, but a yeah. so, talk to me, Alex. You know what I'm asking. You. Yeah, if I if
0: you could if you could do anything for Grand Isle, you're never going to prevent it from being totally impervious to storms. It's a barrier island on the coast. Storms hit that place all the time, and they've been hitting it for for centuries. But if I were to do two major things in Grand Isle, I would, you know, and you were talking construction or or, or doing something. It's up to you. You can be, just it's yeah.
1: like bewitched. You can blink your nose mixing. or whatever you do, yeah, well, yeah, you know, yeah. blink your like nose. If but... I had
0: a magic wand. Yeah, there you go. I'd, I yeah, I do I'd pump more sediment on on the Barrier Island and I pull carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. Gotcha. Thank you. Any final thoughts, Alex? Uh no, I just thank you so much for for having me on. It's it's always great to talk to you.
1: Great to talk to you. Thank you, sir. Alex Coker.